Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. This is Patty Scalzo, and I'd like to invite you today to get your Bibles and join us for the next quarter of an hour as we investigate the Word of God. Currently, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is teaching a study series on heavenly authority. The study comes from the Sunday Service Sermons at Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and Pastor has been going book by book through the Old Testament. Most recently, he has brought us insight from the book of Judges, and last time we completed the account of the judge, Samson. So let's settle back and listen as Pastor Greg begins winding down the book of Judges by examining this unique period of freedom and liberty in Israel's history and how it relates to us today in America and in the church. Last time in the book of Judges, we looked at God's anointing as seen in the judge Samson. And we saw how once anointed, the person becomes very special in God's sight. Today, we want to continue in the book of Judges, and we want to focus on when there's a lack of authority and there's a perversion of authority. And remember, God's heart's desire, and we study that in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. They were to be a kingdom of priests. They were to all be a holy nation, all be as kings and priests before God. It was because of the hardness of the heart that God established the Levitical system with the priesthood from Aaron, which we discussed in detail so many times back. But God's heart's desire was that they would all be a kingdom of priests unto him. Uh, They were to be a religious community with God himself as the ruler. And we'll see when we get to 1 Samuel uh, that only God was supposed to reign over them. The only real king they were to have, the only real ruler they were to have was God himself. He was to be their king. So there was authority and there was a religious system as you have in the Levitical system centered at the tabernacle. We read in Deuteronomy chapter 12, the importance of the central place of worship in this religious system, this Levitical system. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, Moses is speaking in verse 1. He says, These are the statutes and the judgments which you shall be careful to observe in the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you to possess all the days that you live on earth. You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods, on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. And you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars. 
burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from that place. You shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. You don't do idolatry. You don't make idols. You don't worship me that way, God says. So he gives them direction. And the word itself, the word of God, the word which the Lord gave to Moses, was a guide, was an authority to them. They didn't have a rigid governmental structure, but in this Levitical system, they certainly had the word of God telling them, don't do as the nations do, don't do as the pagans do. So they had authority from the scriptures. And it says in verse 5, But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place, and there you shall go. So when they go into the promised land, they're not to do like the other nations do. They're to follow the commandments of God. And they are also to seek out this special place among all the tribes, the one place where God will put his dwelling place, and there you shall go. So there was a center of worship that also would provide for the people an authority structure. Verse 6, There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, your vowed offerings, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall not at all do as we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. Let me read that again. You shall not at all do as we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. For as yet you have not come to the rest and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. So Moses recognized that they're in a little bit of a chaos at this point. But the goal is that to come into this land, there's to be the center of worship, there's to be the word to guide them, the authority of the word, the central location of worship to tie them together, and then not to be just every man doing what is right in his own eyes. That was the purpose of the religious structure at the tabernacle, and obviously when the place would become permanent at the site that God would choose, that would be the permanence of the temple and the religious structure at the temple. And it was not supposed to be just as we felt. Well, I feel to go this way. I feel to do this because that would be chaos. And God did not want them to be in chaos. And it would be chaos. Why? Because of sinful human nature. If every man does just what he feels is right, well, this feels good to me. This feels right to me. If people are swallowed up in sin, 
if human nature sin flows and causes us to go in so many different tangents after so many different imaginations then you have chaos it can't just be what everyone feels to do but even with this system even with this levitical system and the temple that was to be and the tabernacle and the word of god there was a lot of freedom there was a lot of liberty and that's what we're studying in the book of judges you don't see a, a king reigning here you don't see very rigid structural systems in the tribes or pulling the tribes together they would have the one place of worship to tie them together but they have a lot of freedom there's no monarchy there's no restricting governmental rule they had feasts and provisions of the law which they had to follow but the israelites coming into the promised land had a lot of individual discretion and a lot of individual independence and you'll notice the difference as we go from Judges to Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. The freedom, the looseness that you have in the book of Judges, which we've been studying. But when you have liberty, when you have freedom, there comes the need, there comes the requirement for a high level of self-discipline, a high level of self-responsibility and holiness before God. A free people can only be free if they're moral. Because otherwise, as we said, if human nature just reigns, there's chaos. And so we see in Judges a time period of great freedom, but because of the sins of the people, they kept doing evil in the sight of the Lord, a time period of great chaos. And then it's as though you almost need the structure to come in to restrain the chaos. Otherwise, they would go off in every direction. In God's heart's desire, and his plan, he wants to give as much freedom as possible. And the more we, as individuals, humble ourselves under him, the king, the less restrictions we need upon us. Laws are made for lawbreakers. If people by nature are lawbreakers, you need laws to regulate them. But if in our hearts we're not lawbreakers, God desires to give us freedom in him. But in the book of Judges, there is this Levitical system, and we've spoken about it in detail why it's there. But they're given a great deal of freedom. But they abuse that freedom over and over again. And really, when we say a free people can only be free if they're moral... It's a lesson for our country today, isn't it? You see how God is working with the Israelites in the book of Judges. As the Spirit chooses, as God chooses, men and women are anointed for leadership. As judges from all over Israel, all the tribes, as the need arises, God raises them up. He raises up these judges, these leaders. When there's a need, God answers. And there's freedom to this. And the judges were not a monarchy. They were not to establish some strict governmental rule. Rather, God's anointing was supreme. They didn't need a human king. God was their only king. And they should react to and follow the guidance of the leaders as he anoints them. And you see the freedom as the spirit moves over here. And then he moves over in this part of Israel. And he picks men and women as there's a need 
but no very regimented institution or organization is formed. Rather, God's Spirit raises individuals up, and the people are in relative freedom. But what do the people do? They abuse their freedom. They don't want God's way. Everybody wants their own way. That's the danger of liberty. A person becomes so free that they feel free from God. And they want their own way. And you have to remember back in Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 5. He says, you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all the tribes. It's important for them to find that place as they're in this promised land. And remember, the book of Judges happens over hundreds of years. They're supposed to concentrate on finding that place. They should desire to have the one central place to bring that tabernacle, that ark, to rest. It is always a source of joy to hear from our radio listeners. So if you have any comments on today's study, please send them along to us. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, please join us for Sunday service. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane, just off Route 1. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jeshub.